Hey guys, this is Pastor Stacy at Trinity of Fairview. Welcome to our Be the Man podcast. I look to join you here every Monday as I share principles that will equip you to undertake your job description as a husband to be the man in your household. Look forward to sharing with you week in and week out. Hey guys, this is Stacy Harris on the Be the Man podcast, originating uh, from Trinity of Fairview in Fairview, North Carolina. Just happy to be here with you. For me, it's morning. Uh, the birds are singing and the sun's shining. I'm not sure where you are or when you pick this up, but know that you are loved this day and that uh, my, my buddy Eli sitting here with me and I just praying for you, lifting you up. And our aim today is to encourage you, uh, to equip you, to help you along in your journey, to be the man. That's what we call this little podcast, sowing into the lives of men, of husbands, of dads, of husbands-to-be who are preparing and, and heading that way and even praying for the bride that the Lord has for them. Uh, the last podcast I just loved um, from, from my own life, the the level of commitment, priority, all that going on. You know, our I got to be honest with you, our wives sometimes set the pace for us as men where I'm challenging you to be the man, but sometimes my wife just far outpaces me. Just a little text I got from her on, on the way here. Um, I don't think she listens to this podcast. Maybe if you do, I love you out there. I surely do thank you for doing that. Um, I don't think she does, so she may not hear about this, but she just gave me a little text on the way in this morning, I love you so much. I will always have your back, and I choose you. So that sums up uh, the podcast from last week. Uh, she's saying to me what I'm trying to say to her with every bit of my being is, is baby, I'm, I'm committed to you. I'm in with you, and, and I want to be the man for you. And I know that's why you're listening to this. Today, I, I want to talk a little bit about another descriptive term that that comes to my mind when I think of marriage, and I think maybe it's one of the best, maybe maybe most descriptive terms that, that I can think of concerning maybe the nature of marriage and what this mystery, this great mystery is all about, is really connection. I think of that word connection. That's really at the base of what marriage is, is all about. Sometimes I talk to couples that are struggling and here's they say something like this they say we're we're just drifting apart preacher we're just we're here we're there you know we used to be really really good and now it just seems like i don't know the person anymore i I don't i don't i've fallen out of love with the person i hear it said so many different ways and you know what they're saying is we just don't have a connection anymore so guys it's really on us i mean our job descriptions what we're talking about Love, love our wives as Christ has loved the church. I don't know if there's any more connective love than the love of Jesus Christ. I mean, he takes the lead in that, doesn't he? Even in your spiritual walk. When I begin to drift a little away from him, I find it's not on him. It's not because he drifted away from me. In my spiritual walk with him, I find it's because I've, I, I've been neglecting it. I've been neglecting that connection. And I, I thank God that he is ever after me. And that he's always pursuing me and always wanting to, maybe deepen is a good word. He's wanting to deepen and strengthen that connection that I have with him in, in the spirit. And I'm thankful that he is that way. That even when I'm drifting a little, he's drifting right with me and saying, I'm not going to leave you. I'm right here. I want to stay connected with you. I want, to learn, I want you to learn more about me. 
I want you to know more about me. I want you to feel that connection a little bit more deeply somehow in the way that I feel it for you is the way the Lord postures himself in his love toward us. It's all about connection with him. And I think that's a good model for us, gentlemen, in, in our marriage relationships and, and even in our courtships that, that we understand this is at its heart a, a deep connection, and it is really up to us. We should never, ever, I, the last thing I want to hear from my bride is I just don't feel like I'm connected to you anymore, Stace. Oh, that would devastate me, and that's really on me if that happens because I need to pay attention to the connection uh, that we have make it stronger, make it more vital today. That is my aim, is to make my connection with my wife stronger and more vital today than it was yesterday. I think about this, you know, marriages are really born in a moment of connection. Somehow we connected. There was a moment of, of connection uh, w- with our brides and with our spouses and even with the person we might be courting if, if you feel like that's a potential marriage candidate or maybe you're just looking for that connection. Marriages are born in that moment of connection. Now, some of those are instantaneous. Everybody has a connection story. Some of those stories are instantaneous. They, it just happens, man. You, you see each other and bam, there you go. Oh my gosh, there, there's the lady of my dreams. Oh my goodness. Sometimes it's that way. Others occur over time. People knew each other as friends 10 years ago and were friends in high school and maybe even at work or something. And then they're apart for four or five years, and then all of a sudden the Lord brings them back together and they see each other in a different way. So sometimes it happens uh, over time, but they're all birthed in some kind of connection moment. Everybody has a story about their connection. Mine has to do with walking down the beach one day in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I don't know how many people can say they met their wife at Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I am one of those guys and thankful for it. I got to be honest with you, I was not looking. This sounds weird. I wasn't at the beach looking for a girl. That was not what I was doing. I was at the beach with two really, really good friends. Um, one of them was heading off to, to the Army, and we just thought how cool it would be if we could spend a couple days together. Just camp. You know, we camp. We roughed it in those days, man. We're tent camping. I'm talking about tent camping and 100 degrees in June. Uh, so it was warmish to say, but I was a little bit tougher then. Now I've got to have the air conditioning and the granite countertops and all that stuff that come with it. Be able to cook my stuff and do my thing. Uh, then we just camping, man. Just get to the beach together for a few days. And I, I wasn't really looking for anybody at all. As a matter of fact, I was quite postured the opposite. Um, the relationships I'd had to that point weren't driving toward marriage to say the least and I remember coming home and telling my mom I'm just gonna live here with you forever that's I'm just gonna stay here with you and dad till I'm 100 seems like it's better that way and of course I knew that wasn't really gonna happen but at that moment that's the way I felt so literally for a year not only these other two guys and myself but a bunch of us guys we just hung out for a year None of us had relationships. We just grew together in our relationships and grew with the Lord, and we just had no intention uh, of ever looking looking for more relationships. We were just kind of in that mode in our minds, just growing together and taking it a day at a time. And, man, I can remember walking down the beach with those two guys, and I heard a little voice not call my name. Isn't that funny? Uh, Call one of my friend's name because he went to high school with her. 
And man, she saw him. She shouldn't have been there. Her dad was ultra conservative and mom ultra conservative. The beach was not their thing. They didn't think it was good to, to be down there in that, in that arena. But there she was. She just shouldn't have been there. Not that she was there without permission. Don't hear me say that because my wife, I'm telling you, is on the beam all the time. Her folks knew where she was, but it was unlikely, let's put it that way, that she would ever be at the beach with a, with a couple of pastor and his wife had taken her down there to help watch their kids. And there she was. And... Uh, Man, she started talking to my buddy, and, uh, you know, it was her last day there and kind of our first day there, so really didn't get to know her, but I can remember when we were leaving that she was leaning in the car window just telling us bye as, as we drove down to just say bye to her before she went home, and I thought, man, she has got the prettiest green eyes I have ever seen in my life, and here I am 34 years later uh, still thinking she's got the the prettiest green eyes and we made a, a, a connection I believe in that moment now it bore fruit on Labor Day uh, a couple of months later when we all got home we got settled at the Apple Festival in Hendersonville North Carolina back in those days they still had it and uh, man I spent the weekend uh, at her house and with her in the parade and all that stuff and uh, I knew on Labor Day 1985 I knew I'd marry this girl and guys I wasn't looking for her the Lord ushered her into my life. And maybe that's another topic for another podcast. But we had a, a connection moment. And, and all relationships, uh, all marriages, they seem like they're, they're, they're birthed in a, in a connection moment. Why is it that that moment is so vivid in our minds sometimes? And then we get down the road, and if we're not careful, the enemy will slip in and life will slip in. And guys, you'll, if you're not careful, you'll... You'll, you'll neglect that connection with your significant other, with your spouse. You will. And the enemy wants that. And he wants you to wake up some morning and have that. He's going to sow that thought in your head. Man, you guys just don't have a connection anymore. And, and it shouldn't be that way, guys. It, it's on us to pay attention to that connection that the Lord birthed when he put us together to that moment. I think that's why it's important to tell your story so often and so early to so many people and not let that connection fade. As a matter of fact, we don't want that connection to be the best connection we ever had. If that's the best moment I ever spent with Tammy over the last 34 years, that would be a tragedy, guys. It would be a tragedy. Uh, I'm glad that uh, every moment I spend with her, and my aim is that my connection with her today is deeper and stronger and more vital on some level than yesterday and my connection tomorrow. Isn't that a picture of the love of Christ, that my connection tomorrow with her is deeper than even the one I have today? And that is the way Christ loves us, and certainly he desires for us to have that kind of connection with, with, our, with our bride. So I challenge you today to maybe pay attention to the connection. Is it growing deeper? Is, is it growing stronger daily, yearly, as things turn? Now, you know, we should be connected with our wives. And when I say connection, your mind is, is probably going everywhere. What in the world are you talking about? You're talking about some mystical thing. No, there's a, a lot of places and a lot of ways that we connect with our wives. There's a physical connection. Man, if there wasn't a physical connection in marriage, it would be a, be a pretty boring thing on some level, guys. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a fantastic part of it um, is to have that physical connection and that physical touch I don't want a virtual marriage. I really don't. I would like a physical, actual marriage where I get to hold my wife's hand and, and kiss her right in the mouth and all that good stuff that comes with 
uh, with, with being married, and there's certainly a physical connection. And when I say connection, guys, I, I hope that our minds as gentlemen don't drift there first when we think about connection. That's an important part of it. Think about the mental connection you should share with your spouse. There should be a way that you start to think alike. I find that I think a lot, lot like Tammy these days, and she thinks a lot like me. The more time we spend together, and the more connected we are mentally. We begin to have the same goals, the same visions, the same dreams, uh, the same thoughts in our marriage relationship. Uh, it seems like the mental connection grows deeper with every passing day. How about an emotional connection? I, I still get a little stir in my spirit and in my heart when I, when I see my bride. There should be an emotional connection connection how about a, a vocational connection and by that i mean you know you're doing you're in a business relationship a, a, as well with your spouse that you have to talk about things like uh, where are the kids who's getting the kids where do the kids got to go okay we've got this on our calendar today we got that on our calendar tomorrow and there is that vocational connection that we have to maintain but i'm going to sow this into your thinking today that marriage in and of itself man is primarily a spiritual connection. I don't want you to miss that. That's my message to you today, that marriage in and of itself, all those other connections and more we could list. But primarily, marriage is a spiritual connection. And I would submit to you, if the spiritual connection isn't right, guys, you can just forget the rest. You can. Ephesians 5.21 might be my favorite marriage verse. It, it challenges us. Submit yourselves one to another in the fear of the Lord. And what is it talking about? Well, at the base, it's talking about a spiritual connection, a spiritual connection between you and your bride. It begins in the closet. I put, that, put it that way. It starts in that closet. What do I mean by that? I mean uh, individually. Here's a challenge to maintain your walk with the Lord, gentlemen, as a man. Um, here's a challenge to make sure that as an individual, you are walking with the Lord, that your connection with Him is growing day in and day out. Now, you're not going to bat a thousand, but your aim is, I want to grow in you, Lord. I want to grow spiritually in my connection with you. And, and, and the understanding there is that your, your wife will be doing the same thing. She needs room to do that as an individual. And then all of a sudden, when you're doing that, when you're submitting yourselves individually to the Lord, all of a sudden you come together and there's this mutual connection spiritual connection that Paul is talking about in Ephesians 5.21 when he says, hey, hey, bring your relationship with the Lord to your spouse, to your significant other. This is a bridge verse, bridging us into the teaching on marriage, husbands and wives. And guys, I submit to you, if you don't get 5.21 right, you can forget the rest of all that teaching. Hey, you bring your individual connection with the Lord together, and all of a sudden you have a mutual spiritual connection man that is a powerful powerful force in your life so it begins in that in that closet it begins by yourself as you have that moment uh, with the lord that's the start of that mutual spiritual connection and we got to maintain that personal walk then it blooms guys it begins in the closet but it blooms in that mutual spiritual connection that you have with your bride so how do we do this i'm going to try to give you some practical advice week in and week out uh, to talk about these things is, is just great. It is, and that's why I'm here to put them on your mind and so that the Holy Spirit can use them in your life. But, hey, how do we do that? What do you got for us, Pastor? What's your advice? Well, I got a couple of thoughts. Number one is be opportunistic. When you're talking about a mutual spiritual connection, guys, be opportunistic. Seize the moments that you have with your bride 
to deepen, strengthen that spiritual connection that you have with her. Seize those moments in corporate worship, guys. Worship with your bride. I'm telling you, as a pastor, one of the things I miss is week in and week out corporate worship with my wife. She serves so deeply in the church. And obviously, I'm a little busy on Sunday mornings generally or any other worship moment that Trinity Affair of you has week in and week out for almost 30 years now. And when I begin to think about the amount of time that most couples have the opportunity to spend together in worship, Tammy and I don't even have that opportunity, guys. So when I have that opportunity, let me tell you, I, I seize it. To grab her by the hand when my brother Eli's leading worship, if I'm up there, my brother Johnny, if they're leading worship with the team up there, and, and I have the opportunity to be sitting with her while that's going on. I'm going to tell you, that's something that's treasured to me. I, I almost can't sing just having that moment to connect with her in worship. Don't neglect that, guys. Find a house of worship. Find a place of worship. Go to, go to a concert together that is worship-driven. Just go to some kind of retreat, something that can, that can give you two time to connect spiritually uh, in, together in, in worship. Seize that moment. Uh, get involved in a small group, man. Um, your, your spiritual connection will grow as a couple. If you just get involved in a small group somewhere, some people that you enjoy, that you love, that think about life the way you do in the same life situation you are in, it is vital that you get involved in a small group together somewhere. It'll grow your spiritual connection. It will. I have very few couples come to me and say, Pastor, we worship together, not only on Sundays, but every moment we can get, we go before the Lord and worship together. We're involved so deeply in a small group. We go to weekend getaways as a couple just to enhance our connection and to keep it fresh. We've been on a couple of mission trips over the last couple of years. We serve together where we can. We're in the Word together. I have very few people come to my office and say, but we're drifting apart. Matter of fact, I've never had anyone say that. You know why? Because when you maintain that personal connection and then you're opportunistic to take advantage of those moments where you can connect spiritually, man, I'm telling you, your connection will deepen, it will grow more vital, and it will yield more benefit over time than, than you can possibly imagine. So your spiritual connection needs to increase, guys. You need to be opportunistic, intentionally opportunistic. I'm going to use that phrase. You need to be intentionally opportunistic. Have your radar up for moments that you can connect together spiritually. Secondly, be opportunistic. Seize every chance to connect spiritually, but be open. That'll help you. Be, be open. You say, what are you talking about that? There, Pastor, what are you talking about? Well, do, do what works, guys, for, for you and for your bride and for your rhythm of life. How you're built, how your relationship is built, how it functions, guys, it's different. It's not going to be the same as anybody else's. Now, I find that really happy and really strong couples spiritually have had a couple of models in their life that they look to, that have sowed into them, that, that you begin to pattern your relationship after, and you see some similarities, or you say, that's the kind of relationship I, I, I want ours to be. And that's healthy and good. That's, again, we'll go into that maybe at another time. But here I want you to hear this from me today. That is good and that is wonderful. But never lose sight of the fact that your marriage relationship is unique. It's unique to you and your bride. It functions in a way that no one else's does. There's a rhythm of life that you have 
that is suited exactly for you two to grow in connection with one another. Now, don't fly in the face of that. Now, what are you talking about, preacher? Don't, don't look at somebody else's relationship and how they connect spiritually and superimpose that on yours and say, okay, there's the rule. We got to hit that or, or somehow we're not spiritual. Spiritual as a couple. That sounded really fair view. Spiritual. We're not spiritual as a couple. Um, don't, don't look at somebody else's and then adopt that as the rule, the ultimate letter-by-letter letter goal. Um, be open to the fact that you guys are, are different. So here's a good example. I know people who, who sit together, they get up at 5.30 every morning, they both have their journal out, and they have the Word of the Lord out, and man, they read a particular designated passage on a designated plan, and they begin to journal that passage, and then they have a prayer time together. And you know what I say to that? I say, praise be unto God. That is fantastic. But on the flip side, here's what I say to that. That is not Tammy and I. I promise you, it is not. Just because you got pastor on the door and a bunch of books, in your office and and you've been to school that doesn't mean that it should be that way and for a lot of years we kind of struggled because we felt like it needed to be that way and for us to be really successful or quote unquote spiritual it has to look like this because that's kind of what we heard and that's kind of what we saw but it just never seemed to work for us so wow what a day when we were open enough to say lord how have you made us how, how do we relate best? How do we find you best? How do you sow into our spirits best? And when we allowed the Lord to define how he set the table for us spiritually and were open to him leading us to the place that meant more to us and, and sowed more deeply into us, it, it was a red letter day in our life, in our spiritual growth. Above all else, maybe what I'm saying is you do you. As a couple, in relation to your spiritual growth, you do you. You do you. You find the way that the Lord connects with you. You find the way, the rhythm of your relationship. Find a way to, to make that rhythm fit into the spiritual connection and a spiritual time with the Lord. Now, Tammy and I, we are opportunistic and we are open. I can't tell you how many times that we're in the car just riding down the road together, and we have a spiritually connected moment. We begin to talk about a passage of Scripture. We literally spend our lives, think about this, what a privilege she and I have, is we literally spend our lives in the context of the work and the Word and the worship of the Lord together. We have had that grand privilege uh, for, for our entire relationship. And for a while, I didn't realize that. I wasn't opportunistic in that, and we weren't open to that being the context of our spiritual connection. It is so easy for us to say, what did, I'm in Malachi right now on Sunday mornings. It's so easy for us to say, yeah, what did you think about that verse in Malachi? Man, that kind of hit me this way. How about you? And just going down the road, we didn't have to uh, regiment it. We didn't have to calendar it. You say, are you a calendar person? I do. I run off a calendar, but I'm a loosely calendared person. Tammy is a strictly calendared person, but we found in our spiritual connection in the context of our spiritual connection, it was better if we were opportunistic and that we found it in the flow. Does that make sense? That we found it in the flow of our ministry and our daily lives together. That, that man, we're opportunistic on walks. We walk together intentionally, and we're intentionally opportunistic on those walks. We talk so much. We pray so much. You say, how do you pray and walk? We just invite the Lord into that moment. And, and even our conversation, I have found, 
that he is even in our conversation as they become prayers as we walk together we say lord we need you for this and lord we 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 understand you want us to do that lord would you equip us to do that lord would you help us in this area that we're struggling in right here that we've been open with one another about would you help us would you enter into this moment and help us and give us the strength that we need guys that enhances our spiritual connection Every minute of every hour of every day, we're opportunistic. And when the Lord opens the door and we're open to the fact that it's okay if it looks like that for us, as a matter of fact, that's the way it should look for us. Now, the greatest thing I can tell you is to learn to pray together. If I could take every other spiritual discipline and set them aside in your life in these moments and pick just one, just one that I think would enhance your spiritual connection together today, it would be prayer. Learn to pray together. Now know this, the enemy doesn't want that. And again, use the two words that I've, I've, I've spoken into your life. Pray opportunistically and pray openly. When the Lord presents that moment and when it is needed, don't be afraid. I don't care if you're in a crowd. Don't be afraid to grab her by the hand, guys. Take the lead in this spiritual connection. When you sense that you need the presence of the Lord and you need to hear from the Lord, just grab her by the hand right there and just put your mouth really close to her ear and just breathe a prayer. Lord, we got to have you right here. We don't know what to do. We don't know which way to go. When you're about to go into that meeting with the principal at school or when you're, when you're about to make that decision, buying the house, sitting in the banker's office to sign the papers, that's a spiritual moment for you to just lean into her and say, Lord, we need you. We think we're doing the right thing. We think we've heard you. Would you lead and guide our every step? Guys, just be opportunistic and be open and learn to engage your spouse in prayer. The enemy doesn't want that, so he's going to make it difficult for you He's going to make it awkward for you, and he's going to make it uncomfortable for you. But do not give in to that. Spiritual connection. Man, I'm telling you, Tammy, we've made most of our life decisions praying and walking up and down the streets of Gatlinburg. Just, Lord, what do you want to do? Uh, you know, is it time to have a, have a young one? You know, let's take a night. Back in our day, it was 20 bucks in February at the Twin Islands Motel, which doesn't exist down there anymore, so don't Google it. It's gone. The Twin Islands Motel down there in Gatlinburg. We would get a room for $19.99, and we'd walk up and down the street, man, and spend the entire day just together asking the Lord what it was He wanted us to do. And over our marriage, we found that that just works for us. It just works for us. So, guys, I... I challenge you, take the lead in this. Why? Because marriage is primarily a spiritual connection. All the rest are wonderful. And I'm going to close with this little secret. If you get that spiritual connection right, every other connection, every other connection arena will blossom in your relationship. You want to have a good physical connection? I mean, you really want to have it. All of us do. If you're out there and you say no to this, man, I'm going to start praying for you because all of us, gentlemen, want to have a great spiritual connection with our bride. We want that to be the best it can be. Uh, we want to have that great physical connection. And it flows from the goodness of that spiritual connection. It dictates how good your physical connection is really going to be. So you get this spiritual connection right, dude, you do not have to worry. Uh, about a great physical connection. I, I had a lady one time press into my hand a note after Tammy and I were finished teaching on uh, the physical connection. We were teaching at a, a retreat, a little retreat on the physical connection, and I had a lady press into my hand 
my husband is never sexier than when he's leading us spiritually. Now, I never will forget that. And this lady, I promise you, I'm 55. She was older than me, guys. I'm just telling you. And there you go from the perspective of a lady. You want a good physical connection in your relationship? I'm telling you, you get that spiritual connection right. You, you do not have to worry about that. You want a good mental connection in your relationship? You want to start to think right and think alike? Uh, get the spiritual connection right. You want the business of life not to overwhelm you? How many times does the business of life in marriage and relationship just overwhelm us and dominate our communication time? Man, get this spiritual connection right, and I promise you the vocational connection will follow, and we could list every one of the others. So my goal for you today, remember, marriage, guys, primarily a spiritual connection, and I'm praying for you that you this week just contemplate and, hey, ask the Lord for opportunities and be open for how you can help deepen, strengthen, and make more vital that spiritual connection between you and your spouse, you and your bride, remembering that marriage primarily is that, that spiritual connection. Listen, I want you to go be the man this week, gentlemen. Have it on your mind. Uh, have it in your hearts. Make it the prayer of your life that you're just the best husband that you possibly can be for the for the treasure that god has given you go love your wife as christ has loved the church remembering that the nature of that relationship surely spiritual it's a spiritual connection i love you guys i appreciate the time with you man tell your friends about this if it's helping you uh share it out there again not so uh, we can we can grow in popularity but so that the enemy can can just decrease in his impact in our homes and in our marriages. I love each and every one of you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to Be The Man. I hope you were blessed today as Pastor Stacy gives you tools on how to be the man of your household. Our hope is that through this, you are equipped with practical principles for a godly and happy marriage. If you were blessed today, please share this podcast with your friends and family and leave us a review. Have a wonderful day and catch us next time on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any of Trinity of Fairview's media outlets.